know how special you are to God? That your Father in Heaven calls His children His beloved? Let's discover more about this great love. Hello and welcome to Love and Encouragement to Live By. I'm Tammy Thompson, a Christian author under the pen name of T.S. Thompson. And I'm Joe Heather Dodson, founder of Your Christian Coach. Thanks for joining in today for your weekly dose of love and encouragement as we discuss what it means to be His beloved in relation to deeper Christian living. Yeah, I'm just, I, it brings me great joy to, to talk about this topic of He Calls Me His Beloved. And you're probably wondering, you know, where I get this from and stuff, because I had never really honestly given those words much thought before. Um, and I and I confess, you know, I kind of felt unworthy um, that those words were kind of reserved for the more righteous Christians. And I certainly didn't think that I fell into that category of being his beloved. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to share with you a story that kind of like changed the way that I I kind of thought about those words. And it kind of set me on a journey to discover what it meant. I was I would say coming from gardens a couple years ago. And I was taking a long, hot shower, and I had my eyes closed. And I'm just, you know, when you're just steaming. <laughs> and, 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 I, and my eyes are closed, and all of a sudden, I, I, I saw my, my dear friend, Loretta. And the Lord spoke to me, and um, he says, my beloved, tell Loretta how much I love her. And that moment, I was like, oh, Loretta's his beloved, you know. <laughs> And of course, you know, I, I hurried, I couldn't wait to say, yeah, I got a message from God for you, you know, and I told her and it was just, you know, she just needed to be lifted up at that moment because God knows whatever she was going through, she needed to be told that, that she was loved and stuff. But I, I remember inside of me, there was this desire to really, I wanted to be God's beloved. I wanted to know what that meant. You know, I wanted to, because I felt that love when he said those words to me, I felt that love that God had for her. And, and I wanted that. We should all really want that to be really known as his beloved so but before i go too much further into this topic and stuff i really want to ask joe heather kind of what her thoughts are on being one of god's beloved oh i love this topic and you know what a joy it is to be called the lord's beloved and to know in your heart and to live it out as a truth um you know, I can remember the first time I consciously felt in my heart that the Lord Jesus was real and that he loved me. You know, I think I was about 10 or 12 years old and the church I was attending had a special family night and they showed a movie about Jesus. And I can see in my mind's eye that moment when the man depicting Jesus in the film picked up a small child and held the child in his arms. It was just something about seeing that image. It spoke straight to my heart. And I really knew that Jesus loved me. You know, I know now that it was the Holy Spirit inside me who helped me see and experience that truth. But knowing that Jesus loves you and calls you his beloved and leaning into that truth takes daily practice. Uh, The enemy is a great accuser. Satan is going to work his hardest to try and fool you into believing that you aren't good enough to receive God's precious love, much less to be called his beloved. And we're going to talk today about how to be prepared for these attacks. And more importantly, we're going to talk about how to bask in the glorious love of the Father. 
Yeah, and that was a beautiful example that you gave about knowing. Well, you know, everybody has a different moment when they finally know that they are his beloved, that God loves them that first time. And that's something that to, to just, you know, and, and, and to save, remember that moment, because when you go through hard times, like she was talking about, the enemy is going to make you doubt that God cares about you, that God loves you. You're going to feel in love. Like, why, why am I sick? You know, why, why, why am I not prosperous? Does God not love me? You're going to, the enemy's really good at making you doubt that. But if you have that moment to go back on, just like she remembered, you know, you can have that as a stronghold. No, this is the first time I remember that the Lord loves me. And I know he, he still loves me to this day. So, but before we jump any more into this topic, and it's going to be a, a good topic, I tell you this, it's an exciting one. I want to take a moment to let you know how you can find us. So depending upon what platform you're listening from, be sure to like, share, follow, and subscribe to not miss future episodes. But the most important thing you can do is to share this podcast with those that you love, those who need to be reminded they're God's beloved, you know. Um, and on our, our website at loveandencouragement.com, every Wednesday we have early access to both video and audio so you won't miss any episodes. And, you know, if we can make it really easy for you. Just go to our website and sign up on our email list and we'll email you the podcast every Wednesday. So back to the topic that we're talking about, about beloved. I even just love that word, beloved. There's something formal about it you know it's a formal kind of love you know at first it's like well what is beloved because i know after that experience i really wanted to know i did a study i wanted to dive in deep what is what is beloved how would you define that word right well for me i define the word obviously it means loved but it's not just loved right it's more than just being loved it's greatly loved it's dear to the heart love right beloved is a special kind of love and i think the way, especially the verses that we're talking about today, it's the greatest love. The beloved is the greatest kind of love that there is, right? So after I kind of defined what that meant, then I went down. Of course, I always, we talk about that all the time, Joe Head and I, we dive into scriptures for, because scripture answers scripture in different parts. You're, you can learn a lot about the Lord by bouncing around in subjects, looking at how other parts of the Bible define stuff. So that's what I did, right? So I went to the word for a deeper understanding of beloved. And I was drawn to a few different verses, and I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with them, but I'm going to read them to you anyway. So the first one is in Matthew 3.17. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So this first scene is Jesus after he was baptized, right? So by John the Baptist, he was being baptized and he came out of the water and the heavens opened and the spirit of God descended upon him like a dove. And then God spoke those words to him, calling Jesus, his beloved son, right? He used the word beloved, very special reference. Let's look at another time that God said this about his son. This is in Matthew seventeen five. While yet he spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them and behold a voice out of the cloud which said this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased hear ye him which just means listen to him right so this is taking place when jesus went up on the mountain with peter james and john and he transfigured um that's what they describe it. he transfigured before them right he glowed brightly like the sun and moses and elijah also appeared with them side by side 
Um, but look at the part again. God again calls him his beloved son. Now, this is a great example of belovedness. Now, yes, I just made up that word. I make up a lot of words in my life that I can't find <laughs> something to describe. And I just think it's fitting belovedness. That's what, you know, this is what we're talking about here. And God has amazing love set aside for his son, Jesus. I mean, you can just see it there. Um, but I don't want you to think, well, that's Jesus. God loves Jesus that way. I don't want that to discourage you because you, you can have God's love that same way. We, you know, it talks about in the book of John about how, you know, you are to have that same love, right? That's what Jesus is all about. He wants us to have the love from the Father. And I'm going to give you a verse here. In John 15, 9, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now, you've made him my love. He's, it's the same love. As means the same love. He's, we want us to have it. So, Jesus is saying here, He's it's the same love. Beloved love, right? That's what they're talking about, right? And that may, you might be thinking, oh, there's just no way, Tammy, that, that God's going to love me the same way that he loves Jesus. But that's what he's saying. I mean, do you think that Jesus would want you to have a watered-down version of love from the Father? No, this is the only love that he knows. He came to give us the love from the Father, he doesn't want you to have a watered-down version of anything from the Father. He wants you same. He wants to show you that same perfect love he wants you to have. He's sharing it with you, right? And that's what we call beloved. Mm-hmm. You know, as you're sharing, I'm thinking uh, back to a time I was sharing an illustration about love with a group of children at church. And, um, you know, I basically said to him, you know, I love all you kids so much and so do your friends and your family. So let me show you something that represents that love. And so here's this tiny little bear. <laughs> he's so cute. And he's a visual example of how big my love is for you and how big your love is for your family and friends. And one little girl in the group said, that sure is a small little bear. And I laugh because that's so true. It's small. He's not very big, but he represents our love. And as much as we love others, you know, God's love for us is so much bigger. And so I told the kids, take a look at this. This is what God's love is like. <laughs> gigantic bear and this bear represents God's big love for us beloved beloved you know and so the comparison makes sense you know it's just like Tammy said God doesn't want us to feel a watered down kind of love that earthly kind of little bitty love that that we think oh that's what God's love is like you know because our love for each other is so small compared to his big love for us, you know? So, and of course the scripture, here I'll get my little friend seated, reseated beside me here. I know you guys will give me a minute to do that. But it takes me to the scripture that was the first one my son uh, memorized, and probably many of you too, and that's John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, and that means you and me, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And obviously, that scripture is confirmed in Romans 5, 8 that says, 
But God demonstrated his own love for us. Because while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, man, that is an awe-inspiring love. A love that nothing in this world can compare to. Our tiny little bear-sized love, it, we can't compare. You know, how can I not know that I am loved by God when I meditate on what was given to take away my sins, to make a way for me to be with God forever and eternity? I mean, you know, and that is, is I know we're kind of laughing over my illustration, but I mean, when you meditate on what was given because of God's love for you, I mean, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. It's really always been hard for me to read about Christ on the cross. Um, it, it's very overwhelming for me. And... You know, so I, I want you to keep that in mind because when you feel like you aren't worthy to be God's beloved, I want you to remember the price that was paid for you. I want you to think about your Savior on the cross and what he went through for you to have a true and right relationship with God the Father. So don't belittle what was given for you by rejecting the thought that how could I be beloved? Well, you are. You are. And what a joy and what a privilege to be loved by the Lord. Oh, to be loved by the Lord. Mm -hmm. Wow. First, I was overtaken by the teddy bear thing because you just totally disappeared in the chair. <laughs> are you in there, Jennifer? <laughs> it, was, it was a great example for you guys. Listening, I really enjoyed that, but I was so moved by what you just said. Mm -hmm. You know, because I remember, Joe Heather, I struggled with with trying to believe that Jesus died for me. Now I knew he he died globally, but I I just couldn't connect that he would die for me personally. Mm -hmm. For me, I, that was a really early on after I got saved. That was a big milestone mm -hmm. of me trying to get over that. And I remember driving to work one night when I was working, um, you know, at this rehab for helping young young girls. I was driving to work one day. I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with the Lord. I want to get it. And, and Jesus, He spoke to me, and, he, and I could see Him on the cross. And He said, Tammy. I died for you, mm -hmm. you, and I, and it was like a personal, I, I got it, that connection. If I was the only one, he still would have died for me. Mm -hmm. He died for me that day. My name was on his lips. Yeah. And that's the way you, you have to think about that. You weren't even conceived yet, mm -hmm. right? You weren't even born. And yet he died for you out of love. He suffered for you. So yeah, she's, yeah, this is, this is important. We are the beloved. I mean, God's calling all these people to, together to receive salvation for what his son did for us. So we can come together into the kingdom, into the family, right? Mm -hmm. We can be part of it. Co-heirs with Christ, brothers and sisters. But we are the beloved, but we are part of that beloved family. Yeah. That's the word he just gave me. It's the beloved family. It truly, truly is. So, wow. Wow. So back to, um, what we're talking about. I know in my discovery of, of wanting to really know this, what beloved meant. One of my earlier lessons on this topic was I was going through some stress, struggling to sleep. You guys know, I wrote a book about struggling to sleep. I struggled with it. And I woke up one night, it was three 30 in the morning and I couldn't get back to sleep. 
And so I opened up my Bible, and the Lord's just perfect with this. You always open up right where you need to be, right? And so this is the verse that the Lord woke me up. He was trying to tell me that, you know, that I need sleep and it's important. But um, let me just read it to you. It's Psalms 127.2. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of your sorrows, for he giveth his beloved sleep. Now, there's a lot to this verse, and I've talked about this verse in different aspects before, but... I want to point out here that, you know, God doesn't want me struggling. He doesn't want you struggling either about worrying and and not being able to get sleep and working long hours. Um, I just kept reading over that last part. For so he giveth his beloved sleep. Now, have you ever wondered? I have. Have you ever wondered why we sleep? I mean, God could have created us without sleep, you know, without the need of sleep, right? Um like angels don't really need sleep that I know of. God himself doesn't sleep. And I just found out the other day that cows only sleep for for uh, five minutes at a time. <laughs> you know? Wow, fascinating. <laughs> five minutes at a time. They barely sleep. They don't take naps. Can you imagine just taking naps all day you know, here and there? But he could have created us without sleep. So why did he says right here? He says it's a gift. He gives us. Why? Because we're his beloved, right? He wants... It's, it's a loving thing the Father is by giving us sleep. And um, I, I, we got to think about that. Well, why is sleep, you know, a, a blessing? But can you imagine never having a fresh start to a new day? I'm telling you, when you have a really bad day, you look forward to putting your head in that pillow and saying, it's done. The day's over with. I can wake up tomorrow and it's a new day. Imagine not having that. No new days. No tomorrows. One long, continuous work. We would work. That's what we would do. We would. I'm sure we would. We would work all the time, endlessly, without rest, without sleep. And so when you look at sleep this way, you can see it's a gift, right? It's a gift because we're his beloved. Um, so the other thing uh, I did to grab a hold of the term beloved in my research was by looking at how God had showed his love to me over my life. You know, Jehovah like was talking about Jesus gave himself to me on the cross. You know, he died for me. Uh, that should be enough right there. We should, we're done with the podcast. <laughs> that should be enough for us, right? To convince you that you're his beloved. But I also went through and I looked at my life, the times where, you know, I felt God's love. And I'm sure you can take this to be a good thing for you to do, to go in and, and look at the times in your life. I'm sure you felt them, right? When God answered a prayer, where you felt lonely when God showed up at the worst time in your life and, and you felt love. You felt love when a miracle happened. You needed to pay a bill and somebody at the church sent you an envelope with cash anonymously. There, I'm sure you can, you can list some times where you felt that the Lord answered your prayers and was there. Um, but I'm going to share a special moment that was actually pretty recently. And um, it's interesting, too, because I think sometimes God gives me a message before doomsday. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. He'll give me a word of encouragement. I should be. I should pay attention to the future. And he gives me a word of encouragement. Something's coming because he, he gives it to me ahead of time, right? He gives it to me ahead of time to let, tell me I love you. I know this is coming, but I love you. He doesn't tell me that part, but it's like he, he lets me know he loves me, mm. right? And so <clears throat> you've probably heard me talk about my sweet little dog Jim Bob. So I take Jim Bob out every morning for walks. You know, I have my little Bible verses that I, I say. And, and at that morning, I had gotten up and I was reading over some, some verses and really trying to ponder them. And I take Jim Bob out and I'm walking. And, and the next thing I felt was that I, I felt like I wasn't alone. Like there was a presence with me. And it was 
all around me. It was in me. It was through me. It was everywhere. And I knew it was love. I knew it was love. It was powerful, peaceful. There, And, and, and so, of course, what, what came off my lips was, is that you, Lord? And he says, it is I. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, a moment like that should be enough to face anything that's coming, right? And the other thing that happened was that the Lord let me know without words that he walks with me every morning. You know, and then Jim Bob pulled after a squirrel and the moment was gone, you know. But the thing I got thinking, because when I have a moment with God, and, and I encourage you to do this too, is to really study it. You know, take some notes, ponder it. Like, why did he reveal to me that day that he walks with me? He said he walks with me every morning. I didn't feel him those other mornings, and yet he was there. <clears throat> so I encourage you to remind you that God's with you when you don't feel it, when you don't hear him. You know, he's, he walks with you. He's with you all the time, right? So he's letting you know, you know, he let me know that, that, yeah, I am his beloved, you know? And, um, I can definitely say, Joe Heather, in that moment, I I did, I felt the Lord's love and I don't want to ever forget that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What a beautiful, beautiful experience. You know, I'm glad that you shared that with us because, you know, as our listeners are listening in today, they may be asking themselves and saying, hey, I've never had a walk with God that felt like that. Uh, But it's just like Tammy said, even when you don't feel God's presence, he's with you. Because Acts 17, 27 tells us that God is actually not far from each of us. So we should seek him and feel our way toward him and find him. So you may be wondering, how can I feel deep down in my bones that God really loves me? And so I want to give you some ideas to experiment with over the next week. So grab a pen and a paper and you can jot these down. So the first one is to read his promises of love in the Bible. You know, love is mentioned in God's word over 600 times. So just pull out your Bible and do a word search on love. You've heard Tammy mention about researching things. You've heard me mention it. Um, doing this for yourself will help you deepen your understanding of God's love for you. You know, you can meditate on 1 John four nineteen that says we love because he first loved us. And another great scripture to read and to soak in is 1 John 4, 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He that loves not knows not God, for God is love. And I encourage you to meditate on Psalm 136 which practically shouts about God's steadfast love for you and how it endures forever. So the second thing I'm going to suggest is to ask God to show you how much he loves you. Look at what he did for Tammy on that day and the encouragement of just that moment of of just deep uh, just relationship. So God knows you intimately. And as Tammy said, he has since your inception from the very beginning of the beginning. He is your creator, your maker, your king, your everything. His word says in Psalm 139, 13, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. So God knows you and he knows your mistakes and your missteps. And guess what? He loves you anyway. 
Jeremiah 33, 3 reminds us to call on God. It says he will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. And guess what? This includes asking him to show you how much you are his beloved. So the third thing I want you to do is to notice his blessings in your life. So before you get out of bed in the morning, ask God to reveal his love to you during that day. Do it as an experiment. You know, try it for one day. If 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 you love it, try it again. So just ask God to open your eyes to see his fingerprints in your life. These are big things and small things. And you'll probably be amazed at what you see that you've never noticed before. And as your eyes are open to the truth of being his beloved, just relish in that lavish love. Just lean back into it as you've never done before. So I'm going to take a moment here and pause and share that today's sponsor spotlight is about the Mallard Creek Presbyterian Church Prayer Quilt Ministry. The purpose of the ministry is not to make and distribute quilts, but to promote prayer through the use of quilts. The quilt symbolizes a statement of faith in God and in his power to comfort, strengthen, and heal. Since the first prayer quilt was delivered in 2013, the ministry has given out over 800 quilts and nearly 300 pillowcases in 19 U.S. states, as well as Spain and Africa. As their volunteers say, it's not about the quilt. It's all about the prayers. If you want to support this important ministry or find out how to start one for your community, contact Sue Ayler by emailing C-S-O-E-H-L-E-R at bellsouth.net. That's C-S-O-E-H-L-E-R at bellsouth.net. If you'd like to sponsor a future episode of this podcast by featuring your favorite ministry effort, contact us at loveandencouragement.com. Thanks, Joe, for that sponsor message. Yeah, it's a great. If you haven't listened to um, uh, the interview with Sue, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. It's quite an amazing testimony on what they do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and Joe, you listed some great steps there for people who can, you know, can make, can take to really discover on their own how they are the Lord's beloved. He wants you to to know his love like that. And so I encourage you to to write down some of them and go ahead and start out with them. And I was also thinking as, you know, about my walk with with God, you know, it's encouraging you that I I was looking in the past. Well, I didn't feel God on certain days, you know, um, but also with going forward, you know, I, I found myself since that experience, I, you know, when I walk in with Jim, I'm thinking about my to-do list. And the whole Holy Spirit would say, is that really how you want to spend your time with God? <laughs> thinking about your to-do list? And I had this change. I started making efforts to change. She's right. This is one of the things that I've actually wanted my whole life was to have that moment like Moses had where God came down and spent time with him. It's, I mean, God's not coming down at pillar of smoke. But he's giving me the next best, best thing. He's letting me know. Hey, Tammy, I'm, I'm, I'm walking with you every morning. And so now when I go out in the mornings, I will tell you, I have all day to talk about, I, to think about my to-do list. I'm trying to take, it's like, what, five, ten minutes to let Jim pop out in the morning to walk around my backyard. 
I'm trying to take that time because the Lord said he walks with me every morning. That means he will walk with me every morning, right? That means that I can take that time with him and talk to him about other things. I can talk to him about the kingdom. I can talk to him about his word. I can, I can praise him. Lord, look at, look at all, look at this beautiful sunrise you've given me this morning. Look how my tomato plants are growing. Thank you for this. Thank you. Look at Jim Bobby, how healthy. I can thank the Lord. Or I can just imagine him walking. Can you imagine the Lord walking next to you and just enjoying his presence? And since I've started doing that, my mornings are actually getting off to a much better start. And so the reason why I'm saying this is that you could do the same thing. You may not have a dog to go walk in the morning, but you can definitely say, you know what, Lord, this is my cup of coffee time with you. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to start my day with a cup of coffee. And just imagine Jesus sitting across from you. And, and, and just take that moment every morning to start your day with the Lord. And experience, because you will experience that love. And just that, it doesn't have to be, be the beginning of the day. Maybe you have kids in the morning. You don't have, I don't have any luxury coffee time in the morning. <laughs> you know what? After they go to bed, you can go sit out on the sofa and say, Lord, I'm going to go to rest tonight. But I just want to sit here with you for a few minutes before I go to bed. These are ways that you can you can have that you can deepen that relationship of just spending time with the Lord one on one without interruption and just not talking about your to do list. You can talk to the Lord about that all day long, but just being with Him. So anyway, so back to that just came to me. I wanted to bring that up. So uh, back to what we were talking about with the with the blow, but I wanted to kind of expand on that a little bit. So not just from <clears throat> the Lord, but you know. There's, there's this verse, okay, I'll just read the verse. So, 3 John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospers. Now, I, I want to tell you that I've looked at this verse many times by itself, and I've always taken the verse to be God saying this to me. And when we were when I was doing the research for Beloved, I actually looked at the, the chapter, and I realized... I've been thinking of it wrong. And, and not that it's, that it's wrong necessarily saying that, but this is John writing to one of his dear friends. And I'm going to attempt to uh, pronounce his name, Gaius, um, who he said he loves in truth. So he's writing this letter to his friend, and he's saying, beloved, to his friend, right? A brother in Christ. And so this was like, so I thought about this. I'm like, well, I think God still wishes above all things that I prosper and be now. I'm still looking at this, but I really, I think there's a hidden message here. And so I said, I dived in deeper and this is really how, you know, remember we're supposed to be, it's, it's, it's God, God's giving us an example. This is how I love Jesus. Jesus is saying, the father loves me. This is how I love you. And then he commands us to do what? To love others as he loves us. So this is an example of that, right? So John is wishing for his brother, right, in Christ, that he wishes what? That above all things that he be in health and that he prospers, even as his soul prospers. So so just think about this. Do you wish above all things? Do, I'll give an example. Do I wish above all things that Joe Heather prospers? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do I wish above all things that she be in health? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do I wish above all things that her soul prospers? Absolutely. Right? And and we should. We should be wanting this for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And let me tell you, they should be wanting it for us, right? This is part of the collective beloved family, right? Mm -hmm. That we wish above all things um, for each other. We consider each other our beloved, mm -hmm. right? Think about that. Not just the Lord thing. We should look at our brothers and sisters in Christ as beloved. Now, of course, God still want, wishes above all things. He wants me to prosper. He wants you to prosper. He wants you to be in health. He wants your soul to prosper because that's the love that comes down. But we're supposed to, as a collective, not just hoard that, 
let's spread that out into the world. Have that attitude. So I'm just encouraging you to, to when you think about your brothers and sisters in Christ, to take that belovedness that's inside you, that God's given you the beloved, and, and share that with others. Um, <clears throat> so let me see. So another verse here I want to read to you is 1 John 4, 7. So beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Again, this is John. I love John. The Bible is John is encouraging us, the beloved, right? Mm -hmm. To love one another as who? As God has loved us. We are his beloved and we should love others as such. Yes. The Lord's word is he's wanting us to hear it and to hear it again and to hear it again. You know, he doesn't want us to, to miss out. And how important love is. Like I said, there's 600 references to love. And and, and I want you to, to dig into that. You know, because our Christian walk is designed by God to shine the light of love into the lives of other people. Because each one of us longs for love whether we want to admit it or not. And we've talked before about how God knows the desires of your heart. And, and maybe it's hard for you to imagine a loving relationship with Father God because you've had some really bad experiences with your earthly parents or earthly family. But I urge you to set that aside for even just a few moments and picture in your mind a loving relationship with your Father God. What could that look like for you? What could it feel like? I can tell you that God loves you beyond your comprehension. And he desires a relationship of love back with you. So please, if you have never reached out to God before, I want you to reach out to him today. Love is at the heart of God's great rescue plan for each of us. We mentioned it. Salvation through Jesus Christ. So with that, I'm going to give you some challenge questions for this week. Do you believe that you are God's beloved? And if not, what will it take to believe it? Mm, that's a good question. You know, and there's some, we're giving you some things early on that you could use to kind of do that self-discovery thing. And I'm going to, I'm going to share with you one of the things that I do, you know, um, <clears throat> because I need that. I need reminders. When we talk about the enemy coming in, I need reminders on the hard days, you know, that God still loves me. He hasn't forgotten me. He knows that desires of my heart, right? He knows that, that, that there are things that I need for my family, provisions and stuff. And I, and I need to be reminded that he loves me. He's going to come through for me. He's going to come through for you. And you have to have these reminders. So one of the things is I did out of love for my beloved sister, um, Loretta, was I had this shirt made. You know, those who are listening in only can't see it. But I, you know, we talk about this on other episodes that, you know, I have a shirt line that I, put words of encouragement on my own creations and I put them up and I sell them. But it's, it's basically, he calls me his beloved, right? I, why? Cause you know, I wanted to give it as a gift to Loretta, but also I wear it because I want to be reminded that I'm his beloved, right? Now you might be not, mom, well, I don't, I don't wear t-shirts, Tammy, you know, and that may not be your thing as a reminder. Well then take a sticky note, right? I mean, we have sticky notes on the bathroom mirror, verses or different things. You take a sticky note, put it on your mirror when you get in the morning. He calls me his beloved. So you can repeat it over and over and over. And so it 
goes from here into here so it can sink in and, and that way you'll know. I, and I'm sure there's other examples. You, I'm sure if you brainstorm, there's different things you could do. It's like leaving yourself a love note from God, you know, remind you that you are his beloved. So I do encourage you to also then take that, believe it, and then share that belovedness, right, with others. Hey, man, those are great tips, Tammy. And, and just a great reminder, we said we would, if you start to hear a voice of condemnation saying you're not good enough, you can know that's from the accuser and just toss it away. Like Tammy said, have a love note from God. You know, have a love note from God right in front of you, just reminding you that you are beloved. And so, yeah, we just pray that you're walking away today knowing that you are adored and appreciated and cherished by God in heaven above because God's big love is real and tangible and it is yours. I promise. We hope today's episode blessed you greatly. Just as a reminder, depending on what platform you're listening from, be sure to like, share, follow, and subscribe to not miss future episodes. And join our email list by visiting loveandencouragement.com. We'll see you next time as we continue to offer you words of encouragement that remind you of God's awesome love.